Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to terrelgancitychurch.com or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, everyone. And how are you this morning? As you can see, I'm just kicking back here in my armchair because I've decided that if you can sit there being really comfortable with your coffees next to you and probably your slippers still on, then I can do the same, except I don't have slippers on this morning. Isn't it great to meet together online for our church? It's, it's just so wonderful. I, I thank um, Megan and Jono for the time they've put into making that possible. And yes, it's not quite the same as meeting together here at church, but we're still meeting together in the spirit, and that is what is so important. Corona, or I should say COVID-19, as my husband likes to call it, Khaleesi virus, has really thrown a spanner in the works. It has just messed everything up. And what I've noticed, which has caused people a lot of anguish, is relationships. You don't realise how important relationships are until you don't have the choice of meeting together. No longer can we freely go down and have our coffees or pop into the neighbours. Families, we're a bit restricted with our group meetings as well. And you realise how very precious relationships are. And I really miss it. We don't even meet together yet as a family for our family dinners because of social distancing. You know that word social distancing? Well, I reckon they're going to put that into the Oxford Dictionary as a term. And so, yes, restrictions are easing, which is great, but we still have certain limitations. And you wonder why with this um, no longer being able to fellowship as we do, as we're used to, why does it have such an impact on us? We can struggle with the anxiety and loneliness. Moods can go all over the place. We're just um, suffering quite emotionally and sometimes physically because of it. And I really thought about this. And the fact is, God made us to be relational people. He made us to be in relationship with him and he made us to be in relationship with other people. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. Our God is a personal, relational God who loves to be in connection. He's so relational that for a start he is our triune God. That means he's threefold. He's one God in three persons. Father God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All are equal. All make up the Godhead with unique functions working perfectly together in harmony and with immeasurable, limitless power. Now, to me, that's what you call relational. And also, God is love. God is is love. That's who he is. He is agape love. That's perfect love, more than we can ever aspire to. It's a pure form of love. And if you were wanting an understanding of this agape love, 
Well, read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. These scriptures are often used during marriage ceremonies. And what they're actually describing is God's love. It says, love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy and it doesn't boast. Love is not proud. And you could replace that word love for God. God does not dishonour others. God is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no records of wrong. God does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. God always protects. He always trusts. He always hopes. And he always perseveres. Love never fails. And God is love. And the creation of mankind is the outworking of God's agape love. As I said, God is a personal relational God who has made us in his own image. And that's why we're relational people. God understands the importance of us being in relationship with other people. And you can read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. We will make a suitable helper for him. And he formed womankind from Adam. And so from the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, God was in relationship with his people. He walked in the cool of the evening with Adam and Eve. He sought them out and he talked with them. He even gave Adam the task of naming all the animals. And I'm sure you boys would love doing that. And he explained to Adam what fruits they could eat in the Garden of Eden and which ones were forbidden. Well, as we know, sadly, this relationship was severed, just smashed when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they were sent from the Garden of Eden. But throughout the centuries, God didn't ever abandon his people. You can read in the Old Testament about those whom he had personal relationships with. There was Enoch, and the scripture tells us that he walked with God, and he was no more, for God took him. I think that might have been the first rapture. And there was Moses, who had a close personal relationship with God. He first met God through the burning bush. And then in the desert, he had a very close connection with God. He would go to the tent of meeting, and they would discuss things there. Moses never saw the face of God, although he desperately wanted to. But God allowed him to see his back. How wonderful would that be? And, of course, David, whom God called a man after my own heart. Wow. Could you imagine that? A woman after my own heart. A man after my own heart. Greatly loved by God. And David had a very close relationship with God throughout his life. So although God didn't have a personal relationship with all peoples anymore... He still communicated with his people. 
How did he do it? He did it through the prophets. All those wonderful prophet names that we read in the Old Testament. Moses, I'm sorry, Moses, but Amos and Jeremiah and Hosea. And you think of them. God was communicating through them to his people. He never, ever turned his back on his people. God is love. And he is deeply and actively involved in and concerned with his world. His desire from before creation was to be in a personal relationship with mankind. And he has never, ever given up on doing so. And so, when the time was right, he sent his son Jesus to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And we know that the purpose of Jesus when he came was to seek and to save the lost. But he also came to breach that broken relationship between God and man that had been caused by sin. Jesus, who is God, he was a man of personal close relationships. In the New Testament, we read about his relationships, his 12 disciples, his very good friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, whom he loved to go and meet with and have meals together. And many others are mentioned in the New Testament, for he is our personal relational God. Now, when Jesus gave up his life on the cross to pay for our sins, Scripture records something very interesting that happened. As he said, it is finished and gave up his life. It says that the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. Now, this curtain had great significance. This was symbolic because this curtain, the purpose of it, it was a really thick curtain and it would be impossible to tear it by human hands. So this was a spiritual action. And it divided the Holy of Holies, which held the presence of God, from the people. They were not allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. They were separated from God. And only once a year a priest was allowed to go into the presence of God to make atonement for Israel's sins. And as Jesus gave up his life, that division was breached. We now had connection with God. We can now go freely into the presence of God because sin has been broken and no more holds us back. And we have Jesus as our intercessor. And God's no longer an earthly holy of holies. He is in the heavenly holy of holies. And we also are in the heavenlies. We've been raised up with Jesus. And as I said in scripture, it says we can go boldly and confidently into his presence. So we can thank Jesus for his sacrifice and what he has made possible for us. The heart of God has always been to be in relationship with his people. Yes, People relationships feed us, both emotionally and physically. There's no doubt about that at all. But only God can feed us spiritually. He is essential for our well-being 
He is our bread of life. And there's a scripture, if you'd like to look this up now, in John chapter 6, verses 45 to 58. And in this scripture, Jesus points out that he is the only one who can give spiritual life and the only way to receive it is to be in relationship with him. So the day before Jesus gave this teaching, he had performed the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Well, that was 5,000 men, so it was actually about 20,000 people whom Jesus fed. The following morning, the crowd he'd fed followed him to Capernaum looking for him. And when they found him, Jesus quite bluntly pointed out that their motivation in seeking him wasn't spiritual. It was to satisfy their natural hunger, their physical hunger. They wanted more bread. I thought it was pretty good getting all that bread and fish the day before. And he exhorted them to seek for that which eternally satisfies by believing in him. And now what followed was a discourse which many, including many of his disciples, and that's not his core group, found offensive and intolerable. Scripture says it was a hard teaching which caused them to turn from him because they didn't understand the symbolism of Jesus' teaching. And this is the scripture. And Jesus spoke this to the crowd in which there were many unbelievers. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. But as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Wow. Well, when Jesus was speaking of his flesh and blood, he wasn't speaking about his actual body He was speaking symbolically. He was telling them their only hope of eternal life was to believe in him, to trust in him and all that he stood for because he was Christ, the Son of God, who had come to die for them. Unfortunately, they didn't understand because this was prophetic. They didn't understand that Jesus was going to die for them and so many turned from him. But we know that salvation comes through faith. And for believers, Jesus is the bread of life. He is our spiritual nourishment. To remain healthy and strong spiritually, we need to feed on him continuously. We should savour and enjoy his presence in our lives, seeking his companionship daily as we walk with him and talk with him, as we read his word. You know, this is the only time we can eat as much as we like and not worry about getting fat. I think it's great. You can get fat on the word of God. You can just eat and eat and eat as much as you like 
and it will strengthen you. This is called relationship. This is talking about getting to know God in a deeper way. And as you read the word of God, you will be amazed how much closer you feel to God and as you talk with him to be in that intimate presence of God. And Jesus speaks of this relationship to his disciples and here's another scripture for you in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 17. And this is a much simpler way of explaining relationship. And he refers to himself as the true vine and his disciples as branches of himself. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from God. You can do nothing. Sap is the blood of a plant. It is its life source. Jesus is our spiritual life source. And Jesus emphasised this necessity of abiding or remaining joined to him. Yes, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Attached to him, how? through relationships, receiving his lifeblood. He even speaks about, if you're thirsty, come to me and I will refresh you with the living waters. The bread of life, the water of life, which is his Holy Spirit, continuing, continuously flooding up and through us. We know what happens to a branch when it becomes disconnected, don't we? It starts to wither, get brittle. If there's any fruit on it, they shrivel up or it doesn't produce fruit and eventually it just dies. Disconnection is something we don't want. It has dire consequences. And look, there's this great little scripture that I love. It's in Solomon chapter 2, verse 15. Solomon chapter 2, verse 15. Catch the foxes for me, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. Well, you might wonder what foxes are all about. Well, foxes in the vineyard cause damage to the branches and fruit. These are cute little foxes. I've seen pictures of them. They're gorgeous. You'd love one for a pet. And each of us has little foxes in our lives. And if they're left in our lives, they cause damage to our relationship with God. They are things that seem harmless, things that we don't even really notice, little distractions that can be overlooked. What distracts you from coming into a deeper relationship with God? We all have these little foxes in our lives. And I would encourage you to think about this and find out what those little foxes are, discover them, and get rid of them out of your life. How often do we look at Facebook, play computer games, read books other than the Bible? None of these things are harmful, but never, ever put them before God. So to be fully functioning believers, we must maintain our relationship with God because we have been created to do so. Throughout his ministry, Jesus taught that he was the bread of life. When his disciples came to him and said, Jesus, how, would you show us how to pray to our Father in heaven? He gave them the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, 
And then one of the lines says, give us this day our daily bread. And yes, that is a request for our physical needs because God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, but it is also speaking of our spiritual needs. For he is the bread of life who satisfies our spiritual hunger. James chapter 4 verse 8 exhorts us to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And this happens when we direct our heart into the presence of God. COVID-19 cannot and should not affect our relationship with God. The only thing that stops us coming into a deeper relationship with God is ourself. The onus falls back on us. Trelgan City Church has put many things in place to ensure that we keep connected. Zoom prayer and Zoom life groups, online church, messenger and regular phone contact, and the rest is our responsibility. The Bible says there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God. COVID-19 cannot separate you from the love of God. And if just to remind you, it says, Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 to 39. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I remember reading the story, which had great impact on me, about a woman, a young woman in, who lived in Eritrea, and she was imprisoned in a ship container in the desert for years. She suffered daily beatings, isolation, and deprivation of every kind. Her crime was believing in Jesus. When she was eventually released from her prison, she experienced great loneliness, for in all of that time of suffering, Jesus was her constant companion. He was her friend. He was her comfort and her strength. She remained in relationship with her God. He was her bread of life. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Our God is our personal relational God. We all need the bread of life to sustain us so that we must never step back but press into God no matter how we're feeling. You can't go by feelings. You must not go by feelings. And you mustn't go by what's happening in your life. Talk with him and walk with him. There's a beautiful song that says, God is watching us from a distance. I love the song, but look, it's so untrue. God is not watching us from a distance. Our God is personal. He is always with us, even if you do not feel his presence. So I just encourage you to take his hand and walk with him through this life into eternity. My great-grandfather was a Salvation Army officer, and my uncle Eric used to love to tell me this story about him. They lived in Ballarat, and every day... My, my great-grandfather would walk around Lake Windery and Uncle Eric would often go with him. And he used to wonder, what 
who Grandad's talking to? And anyway, one day he said to him, Grandad, who are you talking to? And his grandfather looked down at little Eric and said, Why, I'm talking to my father in heaven, son. I'm talking to my father in heaven. It's as simple as that. Just walk with him and talk with him. Relationship with God should be as natural as talking with a friend. Sometimes we feel so distant, don't we, that we don't know how to start up a conversation with God. How do we break into it? We feel inadequate. We don't know what to say. We struggle with our feelings. And could I suggest that these are the times that you start praying in tongues, your spiritual language. This is the gift that has been given to us. It's a beautiful gift, a gift that encourages and strengthens us. And as we pray, the Holy Spirit is actually interceding for us. And you will feel the difference. You will feel straight away closer to God. And from there, as the Holy Spirit Spirit prays through you, you'll draw close to him. And if you don't pray in tongues, that's okay too. Look, just simply start thanking God. Thank him for the blue sky. Thank him for your family. Thank him it's not raining today and you can hang out the washing. Whatever it is, start thanking God and you will find you'll feel free. And once more, you'll be just flooded with God's Holy Spirit because God's always with you. You just have to reach out to him. Yes, as I said, relationships with other people are of great importance for each one of us. Every relationship in our life is for a reason and it is for a season. Your relationship with your family is for a lifetime. Your relationship with others is for a time also. And they can be amazing relationships and they can be ordinary relationships because people are people. However, our relationship with God is forever and it's beautiful. He is our forever friend. So I just encourage you, we need friends and family, absolutely. That's why we've been, we've been made to be relational, but to be rounded, fully rounded and whole, we need relationship with God. We have been made in his image to be relational. That's who we are. Don't starve yourself. Become fat on your relationship with God. Feed from him, for he is the bread of life. And this is what he desires Speak with him, stay connected with him, read his word, rest in him. Sometimes you don't even have to speak, just simply rest in him and you will find yourself being strengthened and drawn close. And I'd like to finish this morning with this scripture. It's in Colossians chapter 2 verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and you let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. And as we do so, we will produce fruit 
luscious, plump fruit. We will reach out and build up relationships with others, sharing the gospel truth, sharing God's love and making a difference in this world. And as Pastor Megan said last week, the light that we carry will be spread out into the world. So let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that you have created us. We thank you that you are our personal relational God and we have been made in your image and that no matter what, you always stay connected with us. You care for us no matter where we are in life and no matter how far we are from you, you are always drawing us to you. Lord God, I pray this morning that each of us will turn our eyes to you, Lord God, not be distracted by those things that are happening in our world, not be distracted by those little foxes, Lord God, but to keep our eyes on you, press into you, talk to you, our forever friend. We thank you for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about TCC, check out TerrellganCityChurch.com.